welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Holler. Where's Mike? Uh, Mike who? Son of a B. Yeah, who who needs him? He comes back next last week, declares that he's back, and then look, now I'm looking at you again. That kid's such a tease. Yeah, and you didn't even bother showing up last week because Mike was coming. Yeah, well, you know. You're like, whoa, Mike's coming? Oh, Mike's coming? Yeah, they all. I need the week off. See ya. No, Mike will be back uh, for the next week and the week after that for sure. It's just scheduling conflicts uh, kind of. Which is really, it. yeah, which is really why I wasn't here on the weekend yeah. as well. My free time right now is like the all time low. Yeah. I've I've li- I swear I've literally never been this busy in my entire life. Well, it'll pass. Every minute counts. Yep. Definitely this podcast minutes. All but right. it's nice to sit down for the podcast. It's almost like it's a relaxing time. Kick up my feet, talk about whatever I want to talk about. I'm pretty comfy. You look comfortable. Yeah. Hmm. No. How's that seat? Um, it's a little cold, but my butt's starting to warm it up. Okay. Yeah. Comfy. Yeah. So it's comfy. Nice. All right, well, let's get into uh, this week's episode. This week, we're going to be talking ADP. That's average draft position for you people out there. And we'll get in there. We'll explain ADP here in a minute uh, before we get into, like, this week's news, because there is news this week. There is a little bit of news coming out. Um, you know, it always trickles out here uh, leading up it, to the Super It's Bowl. nonstop, baby. Uh-huh. It's NFL 365. It's kind of how we play fantasy football, isn't it? It is, man. Dynasty fantasy football. Right, the good kind. The best kind. To yep. my, in my eyes... Well, it's not the only kind because I play redraft. But in your eyes. In my eyes, it's the only kind. It's the only guy. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, and it is Super Bowl week. Yeah. I can't, I'm excited. We'll give our uh, Super Bowl predictions at the end of the week, at the end of the show. At the end of the show. I'll give it them at the end of the week as well if somebody wants to hear me. <laughs> After the game? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> ah, just how I saw it playing out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, the biggest news of the week is the saddest news of the week. Is it sad? I think so. I mean, anytime I, I mean, I don't you know. see a great player hang them up, I think it's kind of, and definitely one that like, it almost makes you feel older because like, it seems like Calvin came out from Georgia Tech not that long ago. Right. Which it really was. I mean, he's only in the league for nine years, so it's kind of like crazy. Like, and he's one of the best receivers I've, I've ever seen play. He was, definitely. And it's he was re- do- I mean, he was just like, yeah, he was dominant in all facets of the game there for the past, you know. And you, six, seven years. And you can't say anything about his production. He still finished as wide receiver 12. He still finished the year as a wide receiver one. Right, and it, that was a down year because of injury and stuff like that, too, Correct. for him. So even Calvin, at the end of, the, his, at the end of his rope, mm-hmm. on a down year, still finishes as wide receiver one. Megatron, Hall of Famer, one of the best to do it. Really sad to see him hanging up. Just, again, because anytime I see a great player hanging up, it just sucks. I mean, obviously, it's not official official yet, but it sounds like he's he's heavily leaning that way he's even gone as far as to tell people that you know yeah the way i look at it is after if adam schefter says it it's the truth yeah i know but until the papers are actually filed he could you know change his mind i mean the way i look at it is that adam schefter says it it's pretty much the truth i understand that but you know and you can't even say money because he, he's owed like 16 million i mean there's not much they, they can't really offer him more money hey we'll give you 30 million this year no but he could just change his mind after he's been away for the game that's true and i hope he does but I mean, I going back to your sad thing. I mean, I don't own any shares in him, so I'm not sad. I actually have Golden Tate, so that makes me a little happy. I do have Calvin shares, and it does make me sad because it's kind of like, oh, he's a big part of my team. 
I'm sure. Yeah, it's a probably a huge part of anybody. anybody that <laughs> it's unexpected yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna write my note. Please don't go. So my Bohica League, I can keep you <laughs> keep you in my starting lineup. I'm already hurting at receiver, but I do get Josh Gordon back in that league at least. Allegedly, we haven't heard back about that yet. Either. I'm getting back. He just tweeted out too that uh, Josh Gordon tweeted out saying, you know, I'm I'm looking to get back in the league. Step one, step two, stay in the league. And if you're not looking to help me do any of those, I'm sorry, I have to get you out of my life. I mean, that's it's a good all, positive note. That's all great talk. You're not a believer. Um, no, I'm not. I think he's a little bit of a knucklehead. I am a believer. I mean, I do. I'm a Browns fan, so I hope that he comes back and he plays at a high level again. But I'm just, just went in the third round of our mock draft. Love well, it. I guess other people think that he's coming back as well. I think the FF Hitman hit it from the uh, FF Ballers mm-hmm. podcast. They have a good podcast. Number one redraft podcast in the world. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna do a uh, mock draft right now, which we'll get into when we talk about ADP. It's all like you know, people from D U T H Dynasty Trade Calculator, the nerds, all right? The best of the best. Cool. All right, but Calvin gone. Adios. It was fun while it lasted. Hopefully, you come back for one more rodeo, but it's not looking good as of right now. You kind of just sit tight. If anybody cuts him, pick him up. Oh yeah, he's definitely still worth a roster spot just in case he changes his mind. Yeah, like he, I said, I mean, and he's good enough where like. I'd hold him if I had a room. Even if somebody cut him, he says, hey, I'm retiring. Yeah. I'd hold him even for another year. Like, he's worth the hold for the entire year in the offseason, just in case he changes his mind once to come back. You know, he's only going to be 31 in September. I mean, I, to- I totally agree he's worth a roster spot um, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. If, I, he, if he gets dropped in any of my leagues, I'm picking him up. Yeah. Without a doubt. So... That's the Calvin news. Other news out there, um, Peyton Manning, allegedly his last rodeo. I mean, I think we all kind of knew that was coming. Uh, I know he. it's a, it's another one of these early type of things where nothing is official. Obviously, he's not going to say he's retiring before the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, just for distraction. But we purposes. all saw it coming. Yeah, I think we all n- knew that his skills have eroded to the point where he really can't do it. Another Hall of Famer. Oh, totally. Yeah. Dynasty, what a great player to have. If you've had, like, say your Dynasty team is 15 years old and you've had Peyton for 15 years, what a glorious ride. Yeah. Single-handedly taking the playoffs almost every year. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, he was far and away, especially the, those, those seasons where he was throwing, like, 50 touchdowns. I mean, I'm sure he just won you the championship every time. So, Pretty close to it. Yeah. And, I mean, and if he didn't, your team really sucked. Right, exactly. It's always bad when you have those guys who are, like, top of their positions and then you don't even make the playoffs or you just suck and you're like, oh, well, well, my team is pretty bad. I gotta yeah. do some rebuilding. The rest of my team really stinks. I think I have to go back and listen to Nerds podcast over again yeah. and over again. So he's hanging up. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey on the other side of the coin here is uh, just signed a new five-year extension. Yeah, second highest paid tight end in the NFL. Some people are going to probably be quick to judge that and say, hey, that blows. He's still in Kansas City. Eh, I don't really agree with all that. Uh, he's still a top-tier tight end right now in Kansas City. Uh, Andy Reid there has made the passing game a little better. Uh, if they get somebody, and they really, if they get somebody offset Jeremy Macklin, that even help even more, and, and get the running game even going back with Jamal Charles coming back and maybe Spencer Ware uh, back in the field as well. But Travis Kelsey again, I mean, long-term contract, top-tier tight end, finished the year as wide receiver number eight, I believe, or tight end. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Travis Kelsey finishes tight end number eight. I think that's probably the lowest he'll, he'll land in the next few years, too. I think he'll probably end up creeping up. Not, yeah, I not, agree. Not coming back down. I mean, no, 
it's, it's almost kind of like odd that he finishes wide receiver number or tight end number eight. You know who finished one spot ahead of him with one more point? Who's that? Ben Watson. Right. Like that guy's not going to be there. Um, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker was the other guy. I was thinking that he's he's going to beat out next year for sure. Gare Bear. Um, Gare Bear will probably regress a little bit. Different offense. Um, I mean, he's probably going to be breaking in a rookie quarterback as well. Um, so I could see his numbers regressing as well. And then you still have people ahead of him, such as Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, number one in a whole another tier, Rob Gronkowski, right, and Greg Olson. Right. I mean, that's probably. And I mean, that's probably the cream of the crop right there, right? Kelsey, Olsen, Reed, Eifert, and Gronk right now. Yes. And if you have Gary Barnage, you're happy short term. Um, if you have Delaney Walker, you're happy, I guess. I yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not personally. I don't. I don't know. We I never, think I think he had a really good year this year. Don't we didn't me mention Zach Ertz signed an extension too. Zach Ertz. Yeah, okay. he signed. A, I forgot about that. Yeah, me too. That's what I'm just. I saw his name on here. He's finished as a top uh, right. tight end one. All and he just had that like splurt at the end of the year, right? Where he had like four good games in a row, or like two good games in a row, got super paid. We'll see how that works out. I want to see who the quarterback is in Philly first. I was just saying. I mean, it's going to be kind of hard. Uh, it sounds like they're going to be reverting back to the West Coast offense that they had before. Um, you know, we never really touched on, or did you guys touch on uh, the coaching changes? Um, I mean, Doug Peterson is basically just an Andy Reid disciple. So it's going to be very similar to the way it was before Chip was there. Yeah, and I mean, it's not bad news for Ertz. No, not at all. Good news for Al Galore and Jordan Matthews. I think so. And, again, another tight end we can even mention here, too, with the Calvin news. Like you said, it helps, you know, Golden Tate. Uh, maybe it will help Eric Ebron. Can Eric Ebron take that next step? This Next year is his third year. This is where we'll know if that top eight rookie pick that you invested in him is worthwhile. I think, get those hands together, man. I think, yeah, he's got he's got some work to do, man. Um, obviously, so he's had some issues that that didn't really show up on the tape in college. Um, coming over into the pros, so who knows? I, I think it's something that was kind of he's adjusting to his game to the pro thing. I don't think that's really going to be a problem long term. So hopefully, he'll be able to pull. It we'll see. We'll right. see. Right. And I, I was a big Ebron fan coming out. Me too. It's kind of dwindled a little bit. Hands, but we'll see. Um, other news, Colin Kaepernick reportedly today wants out of San Francisco. Oh, man. I know. I'm sure the all the Ford Niner fans are like, no, Cap, don't go. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't, We need you, baby. I'm not even sure if that kind of stuff is, like, newsworthy or not. But I don't even know if that's, like, yeah, you don't even know if it's real. Again, right. It's, it's hard to know. It's hard to know if it's real, and it's, and it's kind of like who gives a crap, because if, if they don't want to get rid of you, guess what? You're getting paid, buddy. Yeah, you better show up, or you're gonna sit out of here again. You know? Unless Adam Schefter's telling me, right. it ain't, it ain't, it ain't the truth. Then, okay. Um, so that's the news in the week of leaving up the Super Bowl, and at the end of the show, we'll give our Super Bowl picks. All right, I know who I'm picking. As do I. Oh, perfect. Um, so ADP. If you don't know what ADP is, ADP stands for Average Draft Position. Now, ADP is a very valuable tool when it comes to dynasty fantasy football. Then, definitely in the off season. Because what it does, it shows you exactly where the dynasty community sees the player, you know, your players as they stand today. It gives you, I mean, our rankings are our ranking. That's our own personal preference, you know. Right. Yep. And rankings are really good to use. Like if you respect like my opinion, and you go on there and you click my name and sort my rankings by my, you know, values, and then you can assert that to the ADP to see what actually people think 
they're worth. You know, like, wow, Rich thinks Jeremy Macklin's, you know, a top-tier receiver. Meanwhile, his ADP is going, like, the fifth round. Like, I could probably get Jeremy Macklin on the cheap right now. Right. So it shows you good value. It shows you what you can sell a player for and what you can buy a player for. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Guys that we think are valued pretty well right now and guys that are valued too low. Who can you attain? Who can you buy? And, again, we have it on our website, DynastyNerds.com. Just click on ADP. It's free. We have over 350 players on there for you to, to view. Uh, and what we do is we just run mock drafts all month long. We run about four mock drafts a month, and we take those. We average them out, and that gives you the ranking for the ADP. And I'm currently in, in a new one, and we just started today. Uh, like, like I mentioned, we have uh, Katie Flowers from UTH, great writer over there. We have some, you know, Riley Blymaster from uh, Dynasty Trade Calculator. We have, uh, you know, the guy at FF Hitman from the FF Ballers show. Uh, so we have a lot of people. This one's like a really good, it's a writer mock draft. So right, guys that right. really know what they're kind of doing and women, you know, respect to Katie on there as well. So, you know, I have the second, I have the second overall pick in this, in this mock draft. You know, I took number two overall. Yes, because you told me. Antonio. Yeah. I Love mean, I Antonio. Could, I probably could have guessed that either way if he was still there. Yeah. Odell Beckham at number one. Well, to me, it's always I'd just flip-flop these box between Julio and Antonio Brown. Uh, to me, Antonio Brown's just, again, he was a top-tier fantasy point getter. That's not going to dissipate anytime soon. Love him. Came back in the second round uh, where I was kind of debating who I would take here. I took Devontae Parker. Again, I'm still a big Parker fan. And then came back and took Randall Cobb in the third. Okay. Now, I am a Cobb snob. Right, yeah. And right now, ADP value-wise, let me see where we have him on the site. Let me open it up here on DynastyNerds.com and check it out. And I see Randall Cobb is down, down, Number down. 22. Number 22. Staring right at him. So for compared to January, then, he's supposed to be a late second-round pick. I took him at 3-2. And again, I'm a Cobb snob. I, I don't love Cobb, but Cobb is my wide receiver three here. And again, you saw I went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. I did see that. Um, I'm hoping Andrew Luck's there when I come back. He's still on the board. That's who I have in my queue right now to take Andrew Luck on the way back and then maybe get like a tight end right after that. That's how, that's how I'm approaching this draft. And that's how, that's how I like to approach almost all my dynasty startup drafts. Receiver, receiver, receiver. Not necessarily quarterback, but if like Andrew Luck is still there, I will pull the trigger there. Then a really good tight end. Then it depends who's there. Maybe another good running back. Maybe that's where I take my first running back, or even another good receiver. I don't care. I, I mean, I personally don't like to pigeonhole myself like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, know, whatever. Best player available, but right. I just value yeah. receivers more is the way to look at it. But so Cobb there at three two. Um, I think I think we talked about it earlier. So his ADP of twenty two right now. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't personally mind that. I don't. I'm not like a super high. I'm not super high on Randall Cobb. We'll put it that way, I guess. Neither am I. I think he had a great opportunity this year to prove that he was like a, a far and away wide receiver one with when Jordy Nelson went down. And I know that he he got a little nicked up or whatever, but to me, he just didn't show that he could he could be that type of wide receiver in the one year audition that he had. See, and this proves my, this just proves my point, which I made a year ago when everybody was like riding me. I wrote that article called Cobb Snob. I was never a really huge Randall Cobb fan. Right. Because this is exactly how I saw it. Like, I don't think, I never thought Randall Cobb could be a true number one receiver. I thought he was almost like a Jarvis Landry kind of type, you know, somebody that's going to be really good with other weapons around him. And it's kind of hard to say because it's not like Landry had a lot around him, which may probably makes actually Jarvis Landry better. Uh, he's actually going higher in ADP, I believe, as well. 
Actually, no, he's yeah, he's one spot ahead of him at 21 here. But again, I think Randall Cobb needs a Jordy Nelson around him, uh, or at least at least a running game. He needs something else around him. He can't be a true number one. Yeah, when he was the focal point of the offense, I mean, granted, again, he was nicked up, so it's kind of hard to tell exactly what he would be if he was at 100%, but he, he, he just couldn't pull it off. And I think getting here at 22, you know, ADP right now of 22, I think that's good value. Definitely for me where I sneak him more, he's my third receiver at 3-2, mm-hmm. because if he does get Jordy Nelson back, uh, who else, who's, who knows what they do in the offseason? If uh, Eddie Lacy can lose 30 pounds and chisel it up, <laughs> you know, Cobb could put back 2014 numbers yeah. and be yeah. an elite wide receiver and help you win championships and be, if he's your wide, and that's the way you look at it. If Randall Cobb's your number one receiver, Unless he puts up those kind of numbers, you're in trouble. If he's your wide receiver three, that's like a, that's just great. Yeah, that's you're a, happy. That's about exactly it. where you know where you want him. At, you know, you don't want him as your one. You don't mind if you have him at your two. You love him if you have him at your three. I think is the way you look at him. So let's start at the top twelve here, because I do have I do have some concerns right now of the way the dynasty community is viewing this. And again, it's, it's what have you done for me lately? The top 12, which would consist of the first round, who who shouldn't be there in your eyes that you see, or who is not in there is a better concern. Because I know there's one player that's not in there they have a huge issue with. Okay, uh-huh. maybe not a huge issue, but I have an issue. Okay. I mean, I I don't know. I guess Des Bryant not being in there is kind of high of an issue with. That's I have. That's my issue right there. Yeah. Um. Just because he, I mean. He was hurt came, all year. Yeah, he was he hurt rushed all it year. back, couldn't do anything, had a turd Ferg's at quarterback right i mean come on who was a court matt castle that's i mean you might as well just have a jugs machine or something you know like. I'd, I'd rather have a jugs machine <laughs> put a little bit more zip on that ball yeah, jugs right right um but then again so you look at des and like well who would you take out well, to me, that's, that's what i'm looking at and i think it's probably mike evans for me and, and that's where you can say okay i can see the case for mike evans who else would, uh, who else would you take out for me again i'm always going receiver so I, I think they should be there, Le'Veon and Gurley, but I'm never taking I'm never taking a running back in the first round. I'm not taking one of those guys. I'm just not. So for me, I'd take Dez over both those guys. Personally. All right. Well. Um I would take Dez ahead of Amari Cooper. Which could be I silly. I mean, I don't blame you for that. Um I could I would Probably, see, I don't when know. when Dez is right and he's got a quarterback throwing, he's the, the ball. number one over dynasty player. Almost. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's not. It is harder when you say, "Okay, who would you take out?" Because then you see fair value here. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Do you take Dez ahead of Sammy? I get. Yeah, I would. I would too, and I w- I would for sure take him above Demarius Thomas. I mean, Demarius Thomas has got this last year with Peyton Manning, and then who the heck knows who's going to be throwing in the ball? At least you have another year of Tony Romo, at least in mm-hmm. Dallas. Um, I mean, him and AJ Green are equals in my eyes. You know what I mean? Him and Dez, AJ Green and Dez. Um, it's going to hurt that you know, it's going to help AJ Green that Marvin Jones is a free agent this year. Most likely not going to resign. He's probably going to be one of the receivers that get paid because it's a limited crop anyways in free agency. Right. Uh, I think Muhammad Sanu is a free agent as well, so they, that does help AJ Green. Yep. Um, and Tyler Eifert. But I do have a problem with Des at 114 out of the first round. You're talking about a guy that I had ranked, I think, number one overall 12 months ago. Right. Yeah, it's definitely too low for him. But I mean, you can understand why people are shying away on the same, you know, on the, on the same thing. It's kind of like correct. It you know why it's he's lower. It's not because his talent has gone down. It's because he was injured. And what and yeah, you do see you see it just you know infused with youth here in the top twelve of Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins. I I could totally understand taking 
all those guys over Des. Like, I wouldn't tell anybody, like, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say, hey, I have beef with this that you took. Because you're getting youth and you're getting good production. Again, I honestly wouldn't take, I wouldn't argue anybody taking Allen Robinson in the top five. Wouldn't do it. I'd be completely okay with that. I'm a big A-Rob fan. I think he belongs there, honestly. Um, again, because you're not talking, some people are just so quick to look at, like, the names. But if you have somebody like Allen Robinson giving you 15 points every single week, I mean, what else can you ask for there? Somebody that gets you 20 points every week? Well, that's where you take Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, and <laughs> right. DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly. But, like, once you hit that, but, I mean, right now, is this pretty safe to say, like, Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and like DeAndre Hopkins, that's like pretty locked in as like the top four. Yep. So, and I think that next tier of all those guys, I think it's just your personal flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd almost be willing to consider throwing Alshon in that mix too, who's at ADP number 15. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and just looking across the numbers for Des Bryant, there were a couple of outliers, you know. There was there was actually two people that two times he get, didn't get taken until 20, which is ridiculous. Oh, and yeah, the highest, I saw that. Mach number two, pick number 20, and mock number five. Yeah, and the highest that he went was number seven, which is closer to where you'd think that he would go, even after a season like that. I mean, I would think he'd be in, like, the seven, eight, nine area, personally. Yeah. So I'm not sure what, what really happened in the in the, the mocks where he went 20. Um it must have been people just going strictly youth and stuff like that. And, and even even that, like, Dez isn't old. So, I mean. Not at all. Here's my rebuttal of this. Like, okay, Dez was hurt a year. This is still dynasty long-term play. And if you're talking about concerns about what's going on, well, you still have major concerns with uh, Mike Evans and Amari Cooper, where they're both extremely top talents. Oh, right. Yeah, Mike, but Mike they Evans. They both have drop dro- issues. Mike, yeah, Mike Evans dropped more balls this year than any other wide receiver. Right? Mark Cooper had 18 drops last year. Yeah. So between those two, those are talking about two of the re- top dropped receivers. And you know what makes DeAndre Hopkins valuable? He doesn't drop a damn thing. Right. The guy's got glue for hands. You're just throwing the ball. He's coming down with it. He's scoring your fantasy points. Drops, you got you to, you know, it's not an easy fix. And it's something that can last a long time. And, you know, certain teams can get sick of that where it can hurt your targets. And if you're dropping balls, you're losing fantasy points. Again, love Amari Cooper. Thinks he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. Not overly concerned about his drops. But Mike Evans, his drops have always been a mild concern. So Yeah, yeah, mild. Again, I'm still, to me, I agree with you. I, I would definitely take Des Bryant over Mike Evans. I guess that's one player I'd say for sure I'd take it over, you know, out of all those guys there. And another guy, too, even Demarius Thomas with a, you know, he's right outside the first round, Demarius Thomas, with an ADP of 13. 13. Demarius Thomas finishes wide receiver 11 this year. He still he still finishes wide receiver one. Yeah, but I mean, that's actually like right pretty much where he slotted. I mean, he's 13. Yeah, yeah he's in 13 and there's, you know, there's two there's two running backs and a tight end ahead of him. <coughs> so, I mean, he's right there at the at the 10th wide receiver. So, he's, he's not really... I don't want to hear this like, I honestly don't want to hear the oh, Peyton Manning's going. I think that's great for Demarius Thomas. He's He, he needs somebody without a noodle arm right now. You know what I mean? I'm kind of he as a young rookie he did well at Tim Tebow. I I think that's I think that's right. Um, but on the same token, um, it's going to be a young guy. You know, I don't I'm not sure if Brock Eisweiler after watching Brock Eisweiler is the man. I don't either. So I think um, what's going to end up happening is they're going to be breaking in breaking in a young guy, and it's not going to be a, a or, early or a wily vet. A wily vet like like who? I mean, who's out there that that is a better option than Peyton Manning? That's a wily bet. Have you not heard that Colin Kaepernick wants out of San Francisco? Like I want that guy throwing the balls to them. 
Can't, oh, hit, the, can't hit the broad side of a barn. No. I just uh, think I think Demarius Thomas is a good enough receiver where the quarterback's going to be concerned, yes. But, you know, okay, Sammy Watkins' quarterback's a concern too, but his quarterback made a Pro Bowl, so it's kind of hard to say. But, again, I think Demarius Thomas talent is he's just one of those players that can kind of transcend where he has who's throwing the ball remember josh gordon finishes wide receiver one with like three different quarterbacks here in cleveland you know what i mean he's just kind of that good now it does depend who's there but i think even if they had a guy like they waited and they took a guy like maybe in the first you know second round or something like a connor cook or something like that i think somebody like if they can just get like a good quarterback like a decent quarterback he could still finish as like a wide receiver 11 wide receiver 10 possibly even higher I, I mean, I agree. That's what I'm saying. He, I think he's slotted appropriately at 13. I think Des Bryant at 14 is too low. I would take Des Bryant over Demarius Thomas personally. Oh yeah, me too. Okay, I agree with that too. Um, so, move- so yeah, moving on. Um, a guy that I think looks a little bit too high, like just browsing here through the um, David Johnson at 17. Overall. Absolutely, the guy I'm like staring at right now is David Johnson. Like, I understand that he came alive here at the end of the, his rookie year and really did some great things and probably won some people some championships. But to be taking him that high is just kind of ridiculous right now. It really is. It's not, Here's the thing. Taking Me and Mike kind of talked about David Johnson last week uh, on a podcast where we thought, again, neither of us don't, and this, again, it's going to keep coming out like we're David Johnson bashing. It's not. Right. But it's a gamble. And yeah. one, it's a gamble on a running back. If you're going to gamble here in a startup draft, gamble on a receiver. If anything, take Andrew Luck here. Like, just for example, he is 17, and at number 23, you could get Devontae Freeman. Like, you're going to tell me that you're going to take him over Devontae Freeman? I mean, granted, they were both just one-year guys, but I would, I mean. And that's too close, because that's almost in the same round. Okay, here we go. If you want to go even lower. So he's at 17. Where you can either take uh, Martavis Bryant, Devontae Parker. I would definitely, without a doubt, take uh, Jarvis Landry or Keenan Allen ahead of him. I would also, yep. Definitely Keen- I Keenan. Mean, Keenan Allen, yeah. Keenan Allen's a wide receiver one. Right. If he doesn't get hurt, you know, last year, he's a wide receiver one. But then you take one of those guys, and then you come back, and you get a guy like TJ Yeldon, a three down back, super young. Lamar Miller's going to go somewhere in free agency. I know that's kind of scary, but, you know, but I mean, and this is what you do. You take, you take, you let these other guys take running backs because some of these guys are going to bust out. And they're going to get hurt anyways. Running back's the top position that gets hurt. Then you come back later in the draft and you take guys like Thomas Rawls, Duke Johnson, or, or what you, a really good dynasty maneuver is in, uh, in startup drafts. You do what I did. You take these young receivers early, tight, tight ends, take quarterbacks, and then you're still in position to take guys like Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Charles. Older guys, definitely, okay, Lynch is a bad example, but a guy like Jamal Charles, you can get really late in a dynasty startup draft right now because of age and injury history. Right. Who might give you one year, and then what you do is this puts you in a position of drafting young running backs in your rookie draft that can contribute right away. And, again, I would much rather have Andrew Luck over, I mean, just think about it. Now, I mean, I, I granted, in a startup draft, Quarterbacks less valued, but somebody say, "Hey, I'll give you uh, Andrew Luck for David Johnson." Oh, I mean, like, I, I, yeah, Andrew Luck's going twenty six, and that guy you could just plug and play for the next fifteen years as your quarterback, and David Johnson could be a, a flash in the pan and never turn into anything. Yeah, if somebody offered me that, I'd I'd, I'd go crazy. It'd be I'd be 
I literally, I, that I'd have a problem. Somebody just took, like, somebody's like, oh, I took David Johnson over Andrew Luck. Like, what the, f- yeah. what are you thinking, yeah, dude? It's ridiculous. You can have your quarterback who's a top-tier quarterback in your lineup for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. David Johnson ain't going to be in the league in 10 years from now. So I have a problem with it. Again, if you take him, he's a stud. God bless him. But here's the thing. Even if, even if David Johnson's going to be a really good running back, I still have a problem with him there at 17. It's, too, it's just too high. It's way too high. Wait, way too high. We don't we don't mean to bash, but we have to bash the slotting, not the player. Yes, again, still like David Johnson, still think he's worth a gamble. But again, this shows you that you can trade David Johnson right now. No matter how good you think it, I mean, he's so high right now. Man, almost go back to like now granted he showed on the field in this goddamn like the Kristen Michael craze. Right. There's so many running backs you can go back to that had this like high value craze. That you could have got rid of, and then it'd become mediocre or... Steve Slayton disease. Yeah, it's just average, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, why would you not... It's almost to the point, literally, why wouldn't you trade David Johnson right now? Because his value will never, ever be higher. Right. I mean, if I can get another running back and a receiver in a 2017 first right now for, like, David Johnson, hell yes. And, guys, the 2017 rookie running back class is going to be stellar, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to really... you know, It's not a huge risk. So if you can get, like a good receiver right now, and you say you're okay at running back, right? Like you can get by without David Johnson, and you can get a good young receiver for guys that are going after David Johnson right now, guys like maybe um, Brandon Cooks, for example. Uh, he's actually going right ahead of David Johnson, but even Keen Allen. If you need Keenan Allen for David Johnson, you don't actually need a running back. Everybody needs running backs, but if you can get by without right. David Johnson, you go get Keen Allen right now and try and get like, maybe throw in like your 2017 second for his 2017 first. You come away at 217 first, I guarantee in two years from now, you're going to be writing me on Twitter, writing me an email and saying, I am so happy for your podcast. Yeah, thank God I got rid of David Johnson. Thank God. for Keenan Allen, who's right. wide receiver number one in 2017. Again, that's just why, again, this is where ADP helps you. It shows you who's hot, who's not. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's going to be guys that are lower on this list so you can go by. So let's move down this list a little bit more. Let's, right. let's, okay. let's quit bashing on here. Um, scrolling down the list, scrolling down the list. You see anybody that's popping out to you? Josh Gordon, wide receiver 37, just said he went into the third round of my draft as well. And somebody said, Ooh, I'm kind of surprised to see Josh Gordon go here. And I, and I wrote, I am not. I think getting Josh Gordon in the third round of a startup draft right now or trading for him right now. Remember, Josh Gordon's what, 24 years old? He's still really, really young. He's super young. Yeah, he's like 24. Again, 24 or 25. A lot of risk involved with Josh Gordon, yes. But again, sometimes you have to gamble. You know, you have to take a risk on upside. And this guy has a ceiling like no tomorrow. When this guy runs, he glides across the field. He really shouldn't be surprising at this point that that's where he's getting picked. Right across across the row here um, in all the different mock drafts that. We did five different ones um, for this month, 33, 34, 37, 44, 44. So, I mean, it's like right in that range. It shouldn't be a big surprise that that's where he's going. And it'll probably start creeping up even more as he gets reinstated. If he gets reinstated, uh, yeah, you could probably see him creep up another half round or so. He'll be the number one receiver on the Browns. They're going to get a better quarterback. And even if, honestly, even if it's like Josh McGowan's like that temporary quarterback there, I'm okay with that with Josh Gordon. I mean, Josh Gordon, again, like we said earlier, Josh Gordon was the number one fantasy receiver with 1,600 yards and X amount of touchdowns just two years ago. And he did it with three turd Fergusons at quarterback. And Josh McCown's like just an average quarterback. Right. And he's smart with the ball. So him, Gary Barnage, I think, again, you are getting something in the third round that could be a top five dynasty player. 
you know, yeah, absolutely. Going into two, and that, and 2017, his ranking is most likely got nowhere to go but up. And that is for sure, you know, why people are taking him. It's just a, a pure upside thing, and because you're hoping that you're you're picking him as your probably third wide receiver, where you're gra- grabbing him there. But he's he has the potential to be a wide receiver one. Yeah, again, just great value. I mean, a great gamble there. Right. Again, with it's your third a round pick, you're getting a fir- a potential first round pick. Exactly. And so, because some of these guys, we know they're not going to be first round picks most likely you know what i mean like some of these guys like even randall cobb if he does it'll be if he, i think if he, if he finishes wide receiver one it's not something consistent like julio's consistent you know right. deandre hopkins is consistent um moving down moving down i mean moving i, I down. um uh i think a guy like emmanuel sanders at 53 is pretty decent value as well and for sure thomas rawls i know that um well you love thomas rawls i i do um i'm just kind of creeping creeping down the list here so you like Emmanuel? I don't like Emmanuel Sanders at 53. But again, he's just one of those people that doesn't really see my fancy. Good receiver. I think, again, you have Demarius Thomas there. I'm curious about the quarterback. Everything we said about Demarius concerns me about Emmanuel Sanders, too. So even there, like Emmanuel Sanders there, which is kind of surprising to Stephon Diggs is ahead of him. That's um, what I mean. Like some of the guys that got picked there ahead of him are, are just, I'm kind of like, I'd rather have Emmanuel Sanders than him or Tyler Lockett, who are both, and per, for sure, Brashad Perriman. I mean. Look at Brashad Perriman ahead of Jeremy Hill. Yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. I mean, uh, so obviously, I, I guess that brings us to Perriman. We think that's obviously too high for him. Yeah, um, oh, I think it's a little too high for Brashad Perriman for me. Because, again, I would rather take Carlos Hyde. Now this, this, now this, is, this is January's ADP. But we'll see. I'm interested to see where Golden Tate slots in now into the ADP. I'd much rather have Golden Tate. Um, again, I'd rather have Jeremy Hill and Gamble on that upside as well. But if we back it up a little bit higher, Jeremy Macklin at 45, I'm going to go on this to say it again. I think Jeremy Macklin's one of the most underrated dynasty players out there. I really, really do. I don't understand. Okay, I understand. It makes sense somewhat where he goes in. So this is what, late fourth round here for Jeremy Macklin? Uh, yeah. And, again, he's just somebody that finishes as a high-end wide receiver, too. He finished last year, and he got, you know, little, and this is in Kansas City, as wide receiver uh, 14. Or fifteen. Mm. Again, he's just somebody. I just feel. I feel like almost people that groan that Travis Kelsey signed an extension. I think, and I said this when he went to Kansas City that I liked him. I was still, I was still on that Jeremy Macklin uh, bandwagon. I said people should be buying when people were selling. People weren't happy about it. And here we go again with the ADP. Kind of proves my point. Jeremy Macklin finished last year, his first year in the offense, as what a high end wide receiver. Wide receiver two, right? Two. Yep. And Macklin's taking a step back. Okay. Not Macklin, I mean Calvin Johnson is retiring. He's going to be the second year in the offense with Alex Smith. You still have Travis Kelsey. You'll get Jamal Charles back. He, I think he'll always, I think Jeremy Macklin will always flirt with wide receiver one numbers, but be kind of a high-end wide receiver two. And again, you can't put that, a wide receiver two in fantasy football they have on your dynasty team might as well be a wide receiver one. You know what I mean? And this is something right now, I mean, look, look across the charts here for, uh, Jeremy Macklin, 52, 51, 57. One person took him at 27. So it took that one guy to actually get him to ADP 45. Right, right. Everybody else was taking him in the 50s. That's great. I mean, yeah, getting him in the 50s would be crazy value right there. Yeah, I mean, again, people taking, again, I would take him ahead of Doug Martin. I would take him ahead of Michael Floyd. I would take him just because of age-wise ahead of Brandon Marshall. Um, I'd take him ahead of Alan Hearns, and I love Alan Hearns just as much as the next guy. 
I would I mean? for sure take. He's got more talent and upside than Alan Hearns, I believe. Even, and, and again, I love Dante Mancrief. I do. I think Dante Mancrief at 31, you're taking somewhat of a risk on Dante Mancrief because you don't know 100% what you he have. Is not, yeah, he hasn't proven anything in the league. Nothing. I mean, Jeremy Macklin has. Same so. thing. Jordan Matthews at 27. I'm a huge Jordan Matthews fan. But right. again, when you compare this to Jeremy Macklin, it's silly. And that's why I think Jeremy Macklin's still somebody today. I've been preaching this for well over 12 months now. Is something that you should go out and buy for your dynasty team. He can be had. He's clearly undervalued in the dynasty community. To me, he I've been saying this again forever, that he sits atop the charts as one of the most undervalued fantasy players forever. Almost not to the same extent where, like, you know, Brian Hartline, forever there in Miami, was, like, one of the most undervalued right. fan. He finished every year for, like, three years in a row as, like, a good wide receiver three. Right. And people were treating him like he was garbage. You can get him, like, in the 15th round of a startup and things along those lines. Now, Jeremy Macklin obviously has more value here in the fifth round or the late fourth round. But, again, you're getting a high-end wide receiver, too. Dynasty value-wise, this guy should be going at the very at the very latest, the top of the third round is where he should be going. So, again, I just think that's really undervalued there at 45, Jeremy Macklin. All right, what, a guy, what about a guy like Mark Ingram who was, I mean, for all intents and purposes, like, like the running back, too, behind Devontae Freeman until he got injured? Correct. And he's um, going all the way down at number 43. I mean, I understand that they're probably a lot, I mean, a lot of these guys will get picked just because they're younger. But, I mean, right. it's not like he's old. He's only been in the league five years. Um, But I just, I kind of think, I mean, for sure I would take him above, For I mean, jo- Josh Gordon, I would take him above Josh Gordon. He, I think he's a way, way less risk, and still you're getting pretty high reward for See, him for, there. So, I mean, that's like at least almost a round, a round difference right there. The, the only reason I would say this is I think it, I think his value at 43 in a dynasty startup is somewhat fair because he is an older running back. Not too old, but he's older. You know what I mean? He's got some tread on the tires. And again, I, I think in these startups, I think some running backs, I think some running backs like him should belong in those 40s because, again, I'm not taking Doug, Ma- Doug Martin there. I'm taking Jeremy Macklin, who's behind him in ADP. And then I can still, and I'd still be ecstatic. Again, I can come back here and take uh, Carlos Hyde. I could take Jeremy Hill. I didn't, I didn't even notice that Doug Martin was two picks ahead of him. I mean, that's a guy that we we talked about all year is like a, a yo-yo guy, whereas in Mark Ingram has nice, steady numbers all the way throughout the year. I, so, I mean, I would definitely rather have Mark Ingram than Doug Martin, but I guess Doug Martin's I, the hot name. Or, he is a hot name. Again, he's, again I, I, Doug Martin's on my do-not-touch list. Yeah, too absolutely. much of yo-yo. Finishes like running back number two in a year, I'm okay with it. Remember, he finishes what, running back number like three two years ago. Right. Then he had two years of disappearing. So, again, if Doug Martin comes back and does it again next year, God bless him. I'm not risking that gamble. Again, running backs are too much of a gamble. I mean, if we scroll down here, and you, again, you don't even take any of these running backs. You can wait and get Deion Lewis at 79. You can gamble on Carlos Williams at 81. You can get C.J. Anderson at number 80. You can get, I'm kind of just scrolling through here quickly. Right, right, right. Um, No, yeah, I I get the point. Yeah, Uh I mean, there's guys you can get here, and this doesn't even include the rookie running back class that's about to come into that's going to change us up here. Right. But I'd much rather get guys like that, like Duke Johnson, and get those guys later. But if you are going to get a guy, I do agree with you, like where I'd start considering a running back here. Again, I'd probably wait a little bit longer and take Thomas Rawls. Like I can see Thomas Rawls, even Adrian Peterson here at number 50, um, later down the list here, I'd feel a little bit more comfortable getting after I get a couple receivers. And I go, okay, I need to get at least one good running back here now. And take on a guy like that, like a Mark Ingram, 
Uh, even Eddie Lacy at 48, uh, I wouldn't love to take him, but I could take him there. LaShawn McCoy, Jeremy Langford, Jeremy Hill, you know, guys like that. Even like I said, John, Jamal Charles here at 61. That's a late fifth-round pick. That you can get, get somebody that might give you running back one numbers. So it can be done. It can be done. Not really my, not really my thing. But. I see Matt Jones here at number sixty-eight. That's too high for me. That's too high for you. Yeah. Um, Again, I don't think he's going to be the, and it's mostly because I don't think he's going to be the starting running back in Washington. And I mean, looking at, I mean, looking throughout the numbers there, he has a he has a lot of uh, variety from where he's going from all the way from eighty-three up to. 58. So that, I mean, that's a pretty big range there. It's a very big range. Of, of I like a more 83. Going. So I think, I mean, there's enough people out there that think like you, but obviously there's going to be that person here and there that takes them earlier. So I guess it is to each his own, but I think that, I mean, I don't think that's a horrible spot. 68. I don't like, again, it's, it's mostly because I'm not a fan and it's right. just, and that's just me. I don't think he's the answer there. I don't like the way he carries the ball. I don't think he's an all-around three-down running back. I think he's somebody that's, you know, if you have him on your roster, that's good because in case he does get a start, you're going to be God bless. I don't I don't see him handle, handle the load for 16 games. It's just me, personal preference. Again, if I'm going to gamble there, I'm going to gamble on somebody a couple spots down and take Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I was I was just going to say that. I can't believe Melvin Gordon's going after him and even DeMarco Murray a couple spots after that. I mean, with Chip Kelly out the door, I think I'd rather have DeMarco Murray over Matt Jones for and, sure. And, so, say, so say you wait. Until the round, so we're at pick number 73. Jameis Winston's down there. That's too low. Um, you wait down here, and then you just go on a, you go on a splurge of running backs, and you, you end up with Deion Lewis, Duke Johnson, Matt Forte, Jonathan Stewart, you know, guys like that. It's right. like, those are guys that you, you feel comfortable with starting, and if you have elite receivers and a good tight end and a good quarterback, you're money. Yeah, flexing out those running backs. Exactly, and plus, I mean, you're, then you're, you know, your, your championship window is then... And you have the wide receivers to do it and the running backs to do it. Everyone, Everyone's kind of hitting on one cylinder there, or the same cylinder, I guess. You see you see the names start to drop now, right? Guys that you don't really love anymore. It shows you how valuable, how hard it is to have a really good roster. Because here we go. Once you start to get to the hundreds, I mean, look at guy one oh, Look at guy 100 here, DeAndre Smelter. No, thanks. Getting ahead of, picked of, getting picked ahead of Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, what? Yeah, that's crazy. He's getting ahead of, uh, even Andy Dalton. I mean, and that, and, wow. That, I mean, that's just nuts. And that is, I mean, sometimes numbers can be tricky on here, here as well. I mean, cause there's somebody that went crazy and, and picked him at 60, really high. 65, which is just ridiculous. So where's it? Let me go back. I got to scroll back up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, it is what it is. Um, DeAndre Smelter at a hundred. Yeah, but no, he's still right. 110, 111, right. 97, 125. One person took him at 65. You're correct. One person took him. That had to be a misfit. One person, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. One person took him super early, and one per- person probably took him where he deserves to be, about 125. And everyone, the other three took him right around 100. So. Again, if I'm gambling there, you know, I'm gambling like Tanner Smelter, yeah, he has good upside. You know what I mean? He's got the size. But who, first of all, there's no quarterback there, there's no defense there. Right. There's no other receivers there. Be quiet, you know, if anything, I'm gambling on Marvin Jones, who is a free agent, might go somewhere and sign and could be a top-tier receiver. At worst case, he resigns in Cincinnati, which is still a good spot for him. I mean, I'm just, just looking at the number, or the guys right around him. Like, I'd rather have Willie Sneed. I'd rather have Charles Sims. I'd rather have... Travis Benjamin. I'd rather have Jamison Crowder, to be honest. 
Yeah, I'd rather have Jamison Crowder too, actually. And, and you know, I'm like, okay with that. Yeah, I'd, so, I'd like to gamble on a young tight end there, Max Williams. I'm okay with that. Right, right. Uh, even Ryan Tannehill. I'm you know, I'm okay with Matt Ryan's here at 136. Again, quarterbacks are always going to be lower, so I'm not going right. to argue any quarterbacks here, anyways. Right, right. Um, moving down the list, 126 for Travis Benjamin. That's about right. You know, his best case is he's a good wide receiver three. I think this past season was going to be, is going to be his, end up being his career year, I guess is the way I'll put it. Look who has fallen mightily. Jordan Cameron at 142. I mean, totally deserved. You know, will I, he get cut? Uh, he, he showed literally nothing last year. They should year. cut him and they, save like $9 million. They should cut him. They, that was, that'll go down as a free agent bust right there. Yeah, big time. I'm glad we didn't sign him. We got Gare Bear instead. Um, Ted Ginn Jr. at 169. Uh, again, they're going to bring Kelvin Benjamin back next year. He's going to be fully healthy. They do have vet Devin Funchess there. Ted Ginn's played pretty well there. I think that's pretty good value at 169 for Ted Ginn. He's another one of those guys I don't, I, I won't touch. So him being at 169 doesn't bother me at all. So I don't. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, it, it's just I think, I think everyone's on to Ted Ginn's game. Um as far as fantasy and that it is that he's unreliable. He'll have huge games where he catches two passes that are bombs that go for touchdowns. Cause he can run past everybody, mm-hmm. but then he's going to get you the games there where he gets one catch and you know, he drops a couple or they're overthrows. That's what he does. So that's uh, what he does. Yeah. It, it's hard to rely on guys like that. So I can understand the 169. I mean, and it shows you too, why you can like, you can wait on quarterbacks. You can get a guy like Matt Ryan. We said at one fifty, and then come back and take somebody like a backup, like Alex Smith, even later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, moving through here, I'm looking at some names that I see on here, and I don't see anybody that I really love. No, I mean I think we're down into the area here in the, like the 170 to like 200 range. Now I will say this: where it's hard to argue any of these guys. ADP of 267. Okay. Okay. Well, let me scroll down here for a minute. To <laughs> a guy that 67. A guy that I do not like. Oh yeah. But Justin Black. Why Justin? Anybody's taking. Ju- Somebody took ju- Crockett Gilmore. Okay, Crockett Gilmore at 248. Good value, right? Crockett the Rocket? Sure. He's got some upside. Over Justin Blackman, who's a fat tub of goo and never playing the NFL ever again. I have no idea why Justin Blackman is still getting picked at all. I have no idea. Um, but 267, you have Colin Kaepernick. Right. I'm as big as hater as anybody in Colin Kaepernick. I think he's terrible. But when you're taking him after guys, after like... Uh, tell us how you really think. <laughs> or tell he's us terrible. how you really feel about him. After right. Justin Blackman... Uh, Eric Swoop, tight end <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> Cap- oh, Ka- Kaepernick, hey. all right, Kaepernick at two sixty-seven. We can both agree that he's. We don't like him as our quarterback, but we can both agree that two sixty-seven is way too low. Yeah, I mean, it's worth the gamble and just on his rushing ability alone. Right. You see Zach Miller in there, Chicago tight end. He's asking for five mil a year. He he is demanding five million dollars a year. So. Listen with, with that, listen, with that said. Listen, if you don't give me $5 million a year, I'm not playing. <laughs> Good luck with your retirement, whoa, whoa, Zach no. Miller. I don't think you got the memo. I'm not retiring. <laughs> you're giving me $5 million a year. Uh, All right, Zach. They know, they know when you retire, you're going to start doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, but seriously. we need you to sit down. So, uh, yeah. Good luck getting $5 million per year, hey, what, Zach. One, $1 million a year? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's the veteran million? You'll take your veteran, the veteran minimum, veteran minimum and, and like it. Trying to think of who else I see down here like worth good gambles. Um, even like you know Jimmy Garoppolo at two eighty six. At that point, if you're stashing, he's a good stash behind you know Tom Brady. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Joseph Randall should not be on anybody's list. The guy's for sure done. Um, yeah, he just got um, arrested. For the fifth time in the offseason, yes. Arrested again, and there were allegations that he was gambling on sports as I well. I did see that. He denied it. Um, so, yeah, good luck. He is. If he wasn't already blackballed, gambling will get you blackballed. Ugh, and, I, see my, I see my boy on here, Aaron Dobson, number 302. Rich. Out of Marshall. You don't still have Strong him. You don't, you don't still have him on your team, do you? I don't think so. I love if, that ship. So. If you do, you need to let go, bro. I traded I trade down. I traded down from 12 to give up Tyler Eifert, and I took Justin Hunter and Aaron Dobson back-to-back. Oh, Who won that trade? That would be the other person. Oh, so happy with that trade, too. I'm sure you were. Boom goes the dynamite. And now I'm now I'm sitting. No, neither of those guys are my roster. Uh, I have Tyler Effort is my number two overall tight end. That's I, pretty much like everybody else back here. And this is how look how deep our ADP is. Click on dynastyrns.com right now and check it out. Three hundred and sixty-two guys ranked on there. I'm personally a big fan of number three fifty-two. Let me scroll down here. You go ahead and scroll down and tell Ooh, me. Ooh, love that guy. That is my favorite. Yes. T- time expired. You want to know Because he's very patient. He is very patient. Time he expired. He is very patient. Uh-huh. Um, Dennis Pitta's on there. He shouldn't be on there. So that must be a little uh, little fluky thing in our ADP. So really, I, we have 361 because time expired is, is number 352. You know, who, know how bad he is? I don't even see his name on here. I mean, I'm really glad his name's not on here. But again, this shows you how bad he is. Justin Blackman hasn't even been on a roster for two years, and you got oh, there's there's Ray Rice. You don't see Dwayne Bow anywhere. Uh, that doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all. I mean, that's good. That's right. I'm just saying, it's funny. Yeah, you were taking Justin Blackman <laughs> over Dwayne. Well, Dwayne Bow was on a team. He was just in the black hole of the Cleveland Browns last year. But I mean, Correct. even the year before that in Kansas City, he forgot what the end zone was. So he deserves to not be drafted. Yeah, and by you anything. can't. I mean, all again, these guys right down here. We get down to three hundreds and stuff. I mean, they're. Good luck having, you know, most people don't even have roster sizes that big. We do. Right. But again, it doesn't include any of the rookies that are going to be on here as well. But it just shows you why you should have big rosters because everybody on here has some value at some point. Because you never know, one of these guys like, you know, RG3 at 199 might come back a little bit. Hey, you never know. Yeah. You know, Steven Jackson at 204. If you held him at the end, you might have been able to use him for a game. I mean, I ended up picking him up because I was in the championship game, and I just didn't want to be the guy that got beat by Steven Jackson getting picked up by somebody else. So I, I picked him up. And same thing, you're like, so Steve Smith at 207. When you get this late, I'm taking, like, you know, for example, um, Brock Eisweiler. I'd rather have Steve Smith for one year and try and make a championship push than have Brock Eisweiler or even, like, Kenny Bell, you know what I mean, or Charles Johnson, Mike Davis running back for San Francisco. I'd rather have Steve Smith for just one year. And sometimes you'll see in dynasty startup drafts, people will like, and I know you're a big preacher of this. They'll just like, if you're old, they won't touch you. They won't, they won't even grab, they won't, they won't draft you because you're just too old. And you have to have a good, you want to, on your dynasty team, you want a good mix of old players and young players. Yeah. Because the, the old players will still help you win championships. Well, here's the, here's the deal. When I first started playing dynasty, I thought I'm going to draft an all young team and then they're going to come up together and be sweet. Forever. Emma and six it's going to be awesome. And then it took about five years to figure out that you can't win shit because half those people that you think are going to be sweet aren't sweet. So what you need to do is get a good base of sweet people that are old and established and then flood in with new youth every year. Yeah. And then you end up having. And let them develop. And then you end up having a roster that 
is good with old guys that are that are solid and that have been around and that'll always be you know what you're getting out of them and then you have these young guys that you hope to be very consistent in the future but as of now they're still in your lineup producing really nice numbers for you and so you'll see it all the time people draft you'll see people have their startup team and they're going to sit here and brag on twitter or in forums like look at my team man it's so young it's so good yeah, I'm probably not going to compete this year, but three years from now, my team's going to be wicked awesome, bro. And you're like, first of all, why are you talking like that? Right. Second of all, half those guys are going to bust out. I hate this pick. I hate this pick. I just hate this pick. You know, when you need guys like Brandon Marshall, yeah. who guys are going to put up wide receiver one numbers early, even running back one. That's why I said I'd rather wait on a guy like fifth round. I'll take Jamal. I'm not a huge Jamal Charles fan. Um, I'll take Adrian Peterson for two more years over all these guys. You know what I mean? Again, and that's why you want to take early in these startup drafts good, proven receivers. One, the running backs are going to bust out or get hurt. One of the two, eventually, no matter what. Le'Veon Bell, we can all argue, is the top two running back. He's been hurt just about every single year. Right. Todd Gurley has injury history. Love Todd Gurley. It's safe to say he's probably going to get injured one year. You know what I mean? Now, receivers get injured, too. It's just less likely. But, again, I'm much happier just taking you know good receivers, letting the running backs kind of play out. Taking the old guys too, being happy with those guys as well. But again, it's really important to get a good mix in there. You it know is, what I mean? Man. You you and have you have to have it. You're not going to win a championship with all young guys, and, and then you're not you, going to win with all old guys. It allows you to gamble more because you have something there you can put in your lineup. You don't have to rush. You're like, okay, this guy is a gamble. He needs to develop a little bit, but I can wait because I have Brandon Marshall. Right. You know, I'm t- I'm gambling here on Josh Gordon. It's okay because I afford it because I took my other my other top two guys are really good. And you know what? I'll come afterwards and I'll take an Eric Decker. Right. So in case he does bust out, I'll have Eric Decker this year. You know, or I'll take Jeremy Macklin right after I take Josh Gordon and have four solid receivers. That way, in case Josh Gordon does bust out, I'm okay. If Jordan Josh Gordon does pan out, maybe it allows me to trade the guy like I took Jarvis Landry here ahead of him. Maybe it allows me to trade, trade Jarvis Landry for a top-end running back. And again, it's, it's, it's good to do that, and it's, again, another reason why you take best player available. Like Matt said, I don't want to pigeonhole myself. Same thing, we're going we're gonna to start getting the rookies here starting next week. We're going to start talking dynasty rookie running backs. We're going to start talking dynasty receivers. And as we get closer to the draft, and we'll do like a mock draft on here as well, and you'll see us preach this in the next couple months as well, you should never pigeonhole yourself in your rookie draft. You should always take the best player available. Yep. Sometimes there's a room, you know, and we always say if there's a player within like two spots, you know, after you get past this one tier, it's okay to like reach if you like have no running backs whatsoever and you need a running back to compete. Definitely when you're picking later in the draft, that's okay. But you always want to take the best player available, certainly rookies. And and that is almost how I, I end up looking at all of my drafts. I, I put guys into tiers, and I have them in an order in that tier. But if I see that the tier is loaded with like seven wide receivers, and I like all those seven wide receivers, and there's only two running backs, and I need a running back, I may, during the draft, push that guy up if all the running backs ahead of him are gone and, and move, bump up one of those in, in within the same tier and maybe pick a, pick a running back and if, that's I, need, just if smart. I need a guy. Yeah. And it's smart because then you know, then the odds are you're going to get one of those receivers of the seven that you like. Right. And when you do something like that, when you take the best player available, even in a startup, you know, you're like, oh, shit, man, I haven't drafted a running back yet. But then, he, then you have somebody like Jeremy Macklin sitting there, for example, just somebody like him, you know, sitting there, you take him, 
because then you could trade him for a better running back that you could take there that point later. Or worst case, you could easily get like a probably higher end first round pick, right? Which you can flip into a good young running back who could eventually end to be a David Johnson, who people are thinking are the is the greatest thing ever, right? You know what I mean? Or T, even a TJ Yeldon, who right now is a top ten dynasty running back. You can trade that for like a mid first and maybe even something else and get that guy that you wanted. Somebody that would have, you know, two years from now is going two rounds ahead of him in ADP. Again, you always want to play, take best player available. When you start reaching, you really start hurting your dynasty team. Because honestly, you're going to miss, when you start to reach, you're going to miss more than you're going to hit. I agree. And once you create holes, it's, you can get away with one year missing on your first round rookie. Oh pick. yeah, but you can't you can't do two three years in a row. You're gonna, you can't. You're screwed. Your whole team is going to start getting old. And we see it all the time. We see it all even in our nerds league. It's been going on for forever. You still see people reach. You yep. know what I mean, you still uh, the, the running back's the worst case out of all of them. You see people reach for running backs. You always need it, and you just have to realize you take the you take the best player there and you get a running back later, or you take another player later. Yep. It's just really the way to go. Um, and we'll get into that more as the year you know goes along. We talk about rookies, about why you should take this player out of this player. Because if it pans out, you're going to be golden. And yeah, if the running back does pan out, you're set because running backs are worth their weight in gold in dynasty fantasy football. And you'll know quicker. But again, it's not a smart move. Same thing. Same reason why, like, I'm buying Nelson Aguilar shares if I can still get him. He's going, you know, second round rookie pick this time. If I can get him for you know a high second this year in this class, I'm doing it. So people are. Same with the Des Bryant and David Johnson thing right now. What have you done for me lately? Remember, guys, this is dynasty right. fantasy football. Definitely if you just started playing, it's long-term fantasy football. Yep. You got to be patient. You got to have patience. You got to have patience. Especially, have especially patience. with your early picks. I mean, you can kind of, you know, there's a fourth-round pick or something that doesn't pan out. You just kind of throw him to the wayside, no big deal. But a guy that you spent a high first-round or mid-first-round pick most likely on, on Nelson Algalar. You got to hold on to that Definitely. guy and, like and Mel- just wait for him to develop. Melvin Gordon, if you can give up pick like one ten now for Melvin Gordon, I would do that. Do it. It's worth the gamble. Yeah. Pick yeah. one ten's a gamble. Yep. And what, what, another thing we'll get into with the rookies as well is the fever's strong. It is. But everybody thinks they're drafting the next Odell Beckham, and you're really most likely getting the next Rashard Matthews. It's which is really bad. Yeah. But okay, I now I like Rashard Matthews. I. Somebody better than that. You okay. know what I mean? Somebody like a Travis Benjamin. Right. Most likely. And a lot of times you'll be end up just being happy with that. You just hope your guy contributes. Because well, most some people are even getting the Bishop Sankeys of the world. Oh, the Bishop Rankies. Ooh, Bishop Ranky. Oh, Ooh. I can't find a final rookie with a good nickname. I know. Well, that's it. That's ADP. Um, Make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com to check out our ADP. Make sure you get out there to check out our rankings. Uh, I got an email today from the guy working on our new ranking system which will allow us to t- show when's the last time we update our rankings. Mm. Matt. I'm not going to like that feature, uh, am I? It, it's going to really, really take our rankings to a whole other level. Uh, that should be going on soon. But again, the ADP's on there as well, along as great articles that are on, on a daily basis we update. Some of those have been going up to a day. That's how overpopulated we are. Um, awesome. We just put a dynasty uh, mock, rookie mock draft up there. Another one going up this week as well. From ADP Kyle. If you would love to, a, a great fun activity to do in the offseason is be a part of these mock drafts to help us develop this ADP. They're really fun. They're, they're fun and they're great exercise too, man. They like, really are. Because yeah. nothing's worse than when you're like on the clock and you're like, okay, I like to, ooh, but I really like to you, see how you really value players as right, well. Right, exactly. I was going to say, you, could, you learn a lot about yourself because it is, 
you can say this and that, but when you're actually picking is when you you really get down to your, you know, the brass tacks, so to speak. Yeah. Of, it, of how you value guys. It says, it's like almost like that slogan says where like, if you like two things, flip a coin. Not to see what it comes up heads or tails, because once you flip that coin, you'll know what you really want. Right. You're, you're wishing for one side. Right. So you can sit here and say you love this player all you want, but then what happens when you're on a clock and you get a pick and you're like, oh, dude, I ain't taking Jeremy Macklin. You know what I mean? Right. Or I love this guy ahead of Jeremy Macklin. You see him like, oh, I should take Jeremy Macklin here. Right. Um, if you want to participate in the mock drafts, you got to be on Twitter. Uh, follow at Dynasty ADP Kyle. That's Dynasty ADP Kyle. He runs all our mock drafts. All you got to do is tweet at him. Hey, man, I'd love to get the next mock draft. He'll set you up. We run them all month long. Again, super fun. Great tactic. Makes you a den- better Dynasty player for sure. And if you don't, use, the, use all that data that we're compiling for free right. on Um, It's a great way to make yourself a better dynasty player. Again, you have to work in the off season as well. The best guys that come on top are the ones that are doing it 365. You know, you have a little break here, but you still want to get, you know, put into it. And now we're about to get into rookies. And this is where you really build your team. Absolutely. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, as always, you can contribute to the site on the donate page on the site. You can contribute that way. All contributions are put back into the site to make the site a better site. If you'd like to buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, these things are fantastic. They're the tri-blend shirts. Literally the most comfortable shirt you will ever wear. It is so awesome. I just had mine on the other day, man. Yeah, that's one thing I will vouch for. If you disagree with me, I will return a shirt at no cost to you. Wow. But it is the most comfortable. You can't do it. It's the most comfortable shirt in the world. It really is. I mean, they're the American Peril uh, tri-blends. They're, they're amazing. Yeah, and those black shirts are flying off the shelves. I know, because they're sweet. They are so sweet, dude. I love the black shirt. I know. Love it. Gonna, I can't wait to rock it for all my rookie drafts. And listen, rookie drafts are coming up. Nothing is more intimidating. And nothing says, hey, I mean business, than rolling up into your rookie draft with a Dynasty Nerd t-shirt. People are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, what is this guy doing? <laughs> whoa, whoa. They're like covering up their like draft uh, sheets. Exactly. Like, whoa. I know. And then you just look at him like, dude, I don't need your draft sheet. <laughs> I've been ready since February, man. Exactly. See this shirt? This says prepared. Prepared. So, again, if you want to support the site that way, you can always also get on iTunes, give us a ranking and review. We really appreciate those. Helps the podcast in a huge way. Big time, man. Yeah. Makes yeah, iTunes let us know. Say, Let's yeah. iTunes know that you love us. So when people look up fantasy football, dynasty fantasy football, the first thing that pops up is Dynasty Nerds. That awesome logo, right? Exactly. Um, so until then, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. I can't wait. Next week we're getting the rookies. This is it. I got the fever. So we'll do some rookie talk, then free agency here. We'll do free agency. But yeah, I mean, then Combine's gonna come. It's gonna blow up everything we talk about. And, well, not blow no, up. No, no, no. It it's just, just going to verify everything that we're saying. It's going to push a couple <laughs> people up that we didn't, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. It does every or, year. You know, always those kind of guys. Yep. Um, but I think uh, we have to talk about it with Mike, too. I think we're going to do running backs Sounds next good. week. Yeah. So cool. rookie running backs, probably like top six, top seven running backs for now. And then we'll get dig deeper and dig deeper and dig deeper into it. We will broaden um, it from there. Top six, it sounds. Too. I think before we knew it, before we do it, know it, we're going to be doing mock drafts. Right on. I know we're going to do rookie mock drafts coming soon. I can't wait, man. And the rankings will be going up on the site soon. Uh, again, I've been so busy. I just have to take the names that didn't declare out of Excel, and then we'll get those up on the site. Cool. Sound good to you? Sounds great. Should we end right? the show? Uh, I think this is the ending. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, goodbye now. Ta-da. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.